Hey, everybody, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the book, in the book, in the world that I think you should know about. And they're doing great things in the world because they write books like this. Number one in new releases, number one in vegan cooking, number three in weight loss, Plantiful Lean. Who wrote it? Plantiful Kiki. And today, she's going to show you a really delicious, easy recipe from the book. It's a cheesy broccoli rice casserole. But she's also going to talk a little bit about the calorie density principle, how you build the perfect plate for satiation, which is how she lost, I believe it's either 70 or 80 pounds. She's kept it off now. And it's it hasn't been that hard for her once she learned calorie density. Please welcome to the show, Plantiful Kiki. How are you doing? Hi, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You look beautiful. I, I don't know if that's thank a dress you. or a top, but it's, you have a very good It is style. a dress. Thank you. You should have a line of clothing. You have such a great sense of style. I watch you, your, your, your jewelry. Oh, your, thank you. You, you know, if, if, this, uh, if this cooking thing doesn't work out, but you, you <laughs> know, what's interesting is, um, you know, calorie density, it's, it's a game changer. You know that. I mean, that, that, yeah. that's really the secret, isn't it? it it's a hundred percent secret. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what I was I was thinking is that I didn't know you had a last name until this book came out. I know. <laughs> I thought your first name was Plantiful. No, but it's not nice to meet you, uh, Mrs. Nelson. So that, yeah. that's fantastic. That is fantastic. So would you say that you first learned about calorie density from reading the book of Dr. John McDougall? So I, I don't think I grasped it at that point. I what I grabbed from Dr. McDougall's book was that plant-based diets, that starch-based diets really were the diets that we were meant to live on. Um, and then I found my way to the, you're in it actually. Um, it's the, with Dr. Doug, no, no, no. That, that video with Dr. Doug Lyle, which I can't remember how to lose weight without losing, it called your losing mind. weight without losing your mind. I actually produced that. I remember. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. January of 2012. Yep. Yeah. So I remember watching that and seeing you in that. And then I, from there, I found um, the video on calorie density by Jeff Novick. And I share those videos all the time because it's life-changing, absolutely life-changing. Yeah, I agree. And, and you, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't like skimpy portions. No, <laughs> I've, I've never been a peckish eater, you know, I always felt like embarrassed at my in-laws because my in-laws really don't eat very much and they eat slowly. And I'm just like over my plate, like shoveling it in. So yeah, I don't have a light appetite. Yeah. We're two peas in a pod. Well, that's what I love about it because, you know, it's so funny because people that don't understand this maybe completely, you know, they'll still weigh and measure their food. And Hey, if it works for you, do it. We're not telling you not to do anything, but I recently had Dr. Joel Furman on the show and I had never really asked him about that. And I said, what do you think about weighing and measuring your food? And he said, I think it's neurotic. And I posted that clip of the video and it offended a lot of people, you know, uh, yeah. but I think if they really understand calorie density, you don't need to weigh and measure your food. It's, I mean, it's, you can feel really, really confident once you really understand the principles of calorie density. And then it. If you are a calorie counter, once you understand the principles of calorie density, you can really see that you're getting to eat so much more for less amount of calories. And you can really kind of loosen that up is what I've found for people. Yeah. And, and, and you have such great recipes and tricks to do it, you know, like where you're eating delicious food, like oatmeal and pancakes, but you know how to make them lower calorically dense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the, that's the trick is you can still eat really great tasting food, just clean it up, apply the principles and you're good to go. Yep, absolutely. It's it's just I feel like every day's Christmas, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, eating carbs is for sure Christmas. I years I would just feel guilty about eating potatoes or rice or pasta and now it's like <laughs> And when you were eating, I, I think you 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 were try you tried a high fat diet at one point and that didn't help you. Well, I was, I was doing for years, I did like high and I never did it well because you can't restrict carbs forever, but I did high protein, low carb for a long time and high protein. All that is, it's high fat because you're eating all of these animal foods. I was taking in so much fat. And then of course the weekend would come and 
you go nuts on the carbs because you, your brain needs them. That's why you crave them like crazy. But yeah, I did that for years and my health got worse and my weight got worse. It didn't improve. So yeah. Did I get it right? I know it was either 70 or 80 pounds, your weight loss. I lost that. Yeah. 70 pounds. It's a lot. That's, that's like one. I had a dog that weighs this. That's a, that's a a child. You lost a small child. I, yeah. My 10 year old doesn't even weigh 70 pounds yet. And I'm like, when you, did you start out a small person like growing up or did the weight come on slowly during your life? Yeah, no, I, I was totally normal weight, elementary school and junior high. Then in high school, I was around, I was a freshman in high school. I was around 15. That's when weight just started piling on. And I don't know what I changed other than I wasn't in competitive sports anymore. So maybe like I was just offsetting you know, my standard American diet with that, but my freshman year, I, I put on like 15, 20 pounds. So, and then it was just, you know, you don't understand at that age, what to do. I mean, no, nobody around me understood like what to do. So I would just try to run and work out and have like one quesadilla instead of three quesadillas, you know, it. So yeah, so weight just like climbed on. Then in my twenties, after I'd had my son, I tried to get back in shape and I did for a while, but I was still 15 pounds heavier than I am today. And that was like really counting calories, really small portions, you know, tons and tons of exercise. And my weight was still around, you know, 135, 140 pounds, sometimes 145 pounds. And it was a struggle. And then I got pregnant with my daughter and I was like, done, can't do that anymore. Nice. I love it. How many years has it been since you started your weight loss journey? Uh, gosh, I'm going to say five, five and a half years. That's good. And you've kept it up. That, see, that's the thing. We know everyone can lose weight, almost, almost everyone, but it's the keeping it off that seems to elude a lot of people. Yeah, no, that's the scariest part. And that's the part that I had the most anxiety about that was in the back of my mind the whole time. Like I was getting on the scale and seeing all this weight coming off. I was getting nerve more and more nervous as I saw more and more weight coming off thinking, how am I going to sustain this? But the longer you in it, the more you learn. And if you just consistently apply the principles, you do just fine. Yeah. Is is the reason you started social media is because you really wanted to just share this with everybody, right? Yeah. I just, I felt I was on cloud nine. I felt like I had won the lottery. I had discovered a treasure that everybody needed to find out about. And my family was just sick of listening to me go on and on about it. So I was like, you know what? I That's fine. I need to like start a channel. If I could just help a hundred people, that would be amazing. So my goal really was just, I just want to help a hundred people find this way of eating and realize that they have the power to really actually change their life without these tiny lean cuisine portions. And yeah, and here we are. I know that's great. That's great. Well, congratulations. The book actually just came out today, didn't it? Yeah, it's, it's in stores today. It was really surreal to go into Barnes and Noble and see my face right there. That's so, oh, so it's in stores too. That's fantastic. I, we have a Barnes and Noble with us. Are you going to any of the Barnes and Nobles doing book signings? I did. I, I filmed the whole thing and I'm going to post it tomorrow, but I did. I went to several Barnes and Nobles around the state. I'm going to keep doing that. And I signed a bunch of books and they put stickers on them for me that say signed edition and put them on the shelf. So I'm going to, I'll post a list tomorrow of all the stores that in Colorado <laughs> where you can find some signed books. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Did yeah. you like doing book signings? Uh, yeah, I was nervous. I have really bad handwriting. <laughs> so I was like, try it. And they give you a Sharpie. So I was just like making sure I did a good job. Is this the first time you actually had a print book? Because I know you've done eBooks. So yeah, so I, I self published, but I did like through Amazon. So they would print the book for me and ship it to people on demand. But so then the publisher that approached me that I am working with, that I love, 
they published the book and were able to lower the price of it because of that and distribute it in stores. So it's really exciting. That's cool. I, I love the I love the photos in the book. Did you take them? I did. I did. Wow. Oh, oh, that wow! You really are talented. Oh, I like this. I love things that are pretty. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, no, nobody likes this question because they, I've heard, you know, people say, well, it's like saying, who's your favorite children, but do you have a favorite recipe in the book? Yeah. I got asked this on another podcast and I have a really hard time answering that. So for for breakfast, I love the blueberry pancakes for lunch. I really love the um, Persian rice bowl. That is it's light, but it's filling. It's really good. I I know it sounds weird to put like ranch over your chickpeas and tomatoes and rice, but it is delicious. So I really like that. Out of the like cravings section, the buffalo cauliflower wing salad is my favorite or onion rings. Sometimes I'll just make a plate of onion rings and that's my dinner. <laughs> Well, what's nice is, I mean, you know, it's great if people are, want to feed their kids healthy and be vegan, but these recipes could appeal to anyone. I mean, because yeah, they're really family friendly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have pizza, you have cinnamon rolls, you have egg rolls. Do you do our yeah. egg rolls in an air fryer? I do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Tool, you know, that. you know, yeah. I, you were, you were, I don't know if you're still doing this, but you were kind of doing a little bit higher raw at one point. Are you still I, doing that? Yeah. I still am doing that. I have like really loved it. And so I still do raw during the day and then in the evening, eat my cooked meal. That makes sense. Yeah. Cook kind of, yeah. kind of raw food kind of energizes you cook food kind of grounds you a little more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's cool. I, I always say I want to do more raw, but now I live in a cold climate and it's even harder and I'm really good friends with Lissa and they're thriving on raw. So uh, will you create some raw recipes you think? Yeah, I, I, I will say I'm a lazy raw eater. So it's like, I love looking through Lisa's books and I love watching what she posts. And I'm always like in awe of that. And then I look at my dehydrator and I think, yeah, I'm just going to open a cantaloupe. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, is, that can be one of the easiest ways to eat if people just eat raw that way, you know? Yeah. It's, Ease for me, but I definitely have a raw cookbook on my mind for sure. That would be very cool. I know, oh my gosh, that that that's really interesting because a lot of people are getting more and more interested in raw food. It is. It's a it's a crazy growing area right now. I was really shocked to see how many people responded to just me being more high raw. I was shocked at the thousands and thousands of people that were like, Oh my gosh, make a cookbook, show us more. I was like, wow. I thought people would be like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, it it really, there was a real upsurge in, and I think around the year 2000 and then it kind of died down, but I'm really seeing an uptick in it again. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a growing area for sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, Lissa, they, they have this machine that I'm really tempted to buy, even though I'm not raw and it's called not a food dehydrator, but a freeze dryer. And I thought, oh, oh. you know, cause then you could, you could like, you could freeze dry anything from soups to chilies. And then I was thinking like, you know, for traveling and stuff, but oh wow, yeah, I'm kind of on the fence for that. So it looks like you, you, you have a different background. It used to be like in your kitchen. Yeah. Well, cause now I'm in a little cabin. I live in a little cabin. So my kitchen is not as exciting and the lights kind of weird over there. So we're in my entrance right now. Okay. No, it's pretty. It's just, it's just, it's different. I, I, I thought maybe it was a virtual background at first. No, it's, no, it's real. It's real. <laughs> if you guys have any questions for Kiki, put it in the chat. I keep posting the link to the book. Look, it's number one now, but we got to keep it that way. Cause guys, when you promote these plant-based books, publishers notice, and then more people get book deals and, and it's just, it helps everybody, not just the author of the book. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Clem says, I love seeing her raw during the day. I'm doing that. Yeah. And, and then he's saying, please consider making some raw recipes. Well, maybe that could be the name of the book, The Lazy Raw Person's Cookbook. <laughs> Lazy Raw, I would be the queen of that. <laughs> that is so funny. So, oh, um, Jamie, Jama, Jama, I'm sorry if I'm botching your name. Will you have signed books at the Barnes & Noble in Loveland? And thank you for all the information and recipes. So I will tell you right now, there's some signed copies over there. <laughs> yes. 
It, the Sintero one, yeah. Great, and that, that's in your state, I imagine. So that's yes. cool. That is nice. When you, okay, Susanna wants to know, when you got near the end of your weight loss, did the pounds come off more slowly? Mm -hmm. They sure did. And it was that last like 10 pounds that confused me the most because as plateaus do, they just slap you in the face and then you're left like, well, what is left to fix? But yeah, it was actually the 50, 50 plate. So this is my example. So I've got brown rice in there. Cause I'm on the chef AJ show. So I made brown rice instead of white rice. Oh, I actually love white rice though. Believe it or not. Do you? Okay. I, 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 I eat it all I the time. Like, I'm an adult today. And no, I, I like brown rice Kiki, but if I'm given a choice, I love white rice and I cannot, yeah. and I eat it and I'm not afraid. I am not, I'm not afraid. These people are so afraid arsenic in rice, but oh my God, it's rice. I, you know, the I, you're probably familiar with Dr. Walter Kempner, Dr. McDougall's talking yes. about. Yep. I mean, yep. All he gave, he gave, all he gave people was rice and fruit and they got super lean yep. and no diabetes. So yeah, white rice. I love it. Yep. I love white rice. I will never make brown rice by choice, but I made it today. So what I did to move through that plateau was I was consistent at every single meal with filling half my plate with non-starchy vegetables and then the starch that I wanted to eat. And then you just top it with a sauce. Like that's how lazy and easy this can be. And when you make, you mix the cheese sauce with this, you get a broccoli cheese casserole. So if you're feeling fancy, I did this one because if you're feeding kids and a resistant husband, you got to make it like extra delicious. So I put it in a casserole dish and then I just add these gluten-free breadcrumbs that are oil-free and then I pop it in the oven and it is delicious with breadcrumbs on top. And then kids, husband, everybody loves it. Yeah. Thanks. Here's a question from Sean. How do you start? How do you overcome cravings? Two different questions, but both good ones. Yeah, that's really good. So to get started, depends on what kind of person you are. If you are all in, then just get all your groceries, decide what meals you want to have that week and prep for those. If you're somebody that needs to start a little bit slower, then I love Dr. Neil Barnard's advice, which is just make over your breakfast for a week. So start eating a fully plant-based breakfast every day for a week. Make sure it's low in fat. Do that, get really good at that, and then add lunch. And just keep stacking your habits on that because a lot of times we get overwhelmed by all of these things we're trying to change. And really it's the little changes that happen every day that add up to big wins. So that's how I would get started. And then what was the second question? How do you thought. deal with cravings? How do you overcome cravings? Yeah. So one, you have to know that cravings are going to come. I still deal with cravings, but being prepared and knowing that they are going to be there, be prepared with the response within yourself. So be ready to tell yourself something. So when I would have cravings for, you know, Taco Bell, I would remind myself, okay, no, but that doesn't add to my well-being. That's not actually food. It's just chemicals and calories and fat. And then have something made or prepared for, you know, be prepared to have something made that will satisfy that craving. And so for me, I found like during the week, I would do really good. But on the weekend, I always wanted like pizza and wings because that was our routine. We'd weekend was always for pizza and wings. So the weekend would come and I'd have all these cravings. I call them emotional cravings. It was like routine cravings, you know? So I just decided, okay, I need to make healthy, low fat plant-based pizza. And I need to find some way to make wings. And so that's why I do the cauliflower wings and it satisfies those cravings. So one, be prepared that they are going to happen. Know what you're going to tell yourself and then find a way to fulfill those cravings in a healthy weight loss friendly way. And your book does that actually, because yeah. I'm, I'm curious, viewer, what do you have cravings specifically for? Because I would imagine if it's, there's a recipe that Kiki has, you know, she's got cheese sauce, pizza, egg rolls, cinnamon mm -hmm. rolls, you make, you name it, chocolate mug cake, you know, all kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, a foodie. <laughs> I loved comfort foods. I wanted to make a book that had a lot of 
clean comfort food for people to enjoy. Otherwise it's just, it, it's hard to come off of Taco Bell and eat only salad, you know? And that's like the idea that people have. So showing them that, look, you can lose weight with these foods, apply the principles of calorie density. You're going to do awesome. Absolutely. Michaela says she cannot buy your foot or your book at the UK right now. Yeah. So my publisher only publishes in the U S and Canada. So from what I understand, people are buying it on Kindle outside the U S through Amazon. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. Um, what role did exercise play in your weight loss journey? Asks Tracy. A very, very small part. So the entire time I was losing 70 pounds, all I did was take a brisk 30 to 40 minute walk every single day. Cause I used to try to like kill myself at the gym and do the group classes. There was one that was kind of like CrossFit and I hated it. So when I decided to switch to a plant-based diet, I decided to take a break. And I remember hearing Dr. McDougal and Dr. Barnard talk about how important and healthy it was to take walks every day. So I decided I'm going to do that. And that's still my major form of exercise to this day. I walk more now, but during weight loss, it really came down to the food. Yeah, it's the food. That's it for is. sure. Oh, um, how long did it take Kiki to lose the 70 pounds? Yeah, so it was about 14 months before I was weight stable. And to some people that sounds perfectly healthy. Some people, it sounds fast and some people, it sounds like that took too long, but I feel like it was a good pace for me because I had my process in there of slowly cutting things out of bringing in more whole foods, fresh fruits and vegetables. And so, yeah, about 14 months to get those 70 pounds off. Can you go faster? Absolutely. If you are going straight from a standard American diet straight into the recipes in this book and the principles, you're going to get there a lot faster than I did, which is why I wrote my book. I wrote it because I, I, I wrote the, the manual I wish I had had. It would have made my journey faster. <laughs> so can you go faster than that? Absolutely. You know, I, I lost less than you 50 and it took me 27 months. So, you know, there is not a race guys. It's not, a it's, marathon. no, I mean, yeah. it's, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint is what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, somebody bought the book. Thank you. Uh, let's say oh. your name. So thank you for doing that. Well, I'll get your name. Oh, Chris bought it and somebody else is going to buy it. So thanks. The link, you just click the link, you can get it. Esther says, the new cookbook is amazing. I just got it today. I've been making her cheese sauce every week and a ranch dressing is fantastic. Oh, I love hearing that. Ah, good, great recipes. Okay, so the question from, I can't pronounce your name because it's all consonants. With you losing 70 pounds, did you ever regain and lose some again? She, yeah, I lost 80 and regained 60. The viewer is saying, yeah, so I, I have lost and gained the same five pounds over and over and it's usually around holidays. <laughs> so I'll just be honest. So yeah, you know, my, my weight fluctuates by about five pounds and, but the beauty of that is like now through the holidays, I don't sweat it. I don't really worry about it because I know the principles and the tools that have become a way of life for me that as soon as, you know, all of the parties and the family gatherings and all the festivities are over, I get back to normal life and it just takes care of itself. So it's really guys, it's really about building those habits for the rest of your life. So, you know, don't focus so much on the end goal focus on the daily habits that you want to change because those habits will get you to the end goal. So a lot of times when we focus on that end goal, we neglect the habits and that's really where the change is taking place. And that, that is what is going to help you be successful long-term. Have you ever read any of those books on habit change, like atomic, um, atomic habits or time, I forget tiny habits, one of those books? I have not, but I recommend Atomic Habits all the time because Hannah was like, you should read it. It's amazing. And so I, I recommend it all the time because 
people read it and love it. So, and I think that's what he teaches is, is taking habits or things that you want to want to change and breaking them into digestible, actionable things that add up, you know, it's those little changes that add up to big wins over time. Yep. I agree. I think I'll, I haven't, I have tiny habits by BJ Fogg, but I, I, I will get atomic habits. That's been on my radar. And let's see. Crystal says, I've lost 45 pounds since October and feel the best I've ever felt because of Kiki's videos. I can't wait to buy the cookbook. Link is right below your comment. And Carmen Sita says, can I eat this way during postpartum, even if I'm breastfeeding? I know what Dr. McDougal would say. Yeah, got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. Just because I'm not a medical doctor, I'm going to say, go to Dr. McDougall's website and look up the articles on breastfeeding. And he will tell you right there that this is an absolutely healthy way of eating. If now, if you're concerned about your milk supply being reduced because of rapid weight loss, all you have to do, you know, if you feel like you're losing more than two pounds a week, I would slow that down just so you don't drastically affect your milk supply. And the only, the way you uh, slow that down is just remove some vegetables from that plate <laughs> and add a little bit more potatoes or rice or whatever. So, but yeah, it's so good for you. It alkalinizes your milk and fills it with nutrients. I mean, I wish my babies had had plant-based pregnancies and yeah. breastfeedings. Yep. Chris is yeah. saying you're currently doing half plate potatoes, half other half greens, three fruits a day. That the thing is vegetables are so awesome for weight loss and people yeah. eat so few of them. It's and and that really I think uh, the calorie density is the big secret, but vegetables is like the little secret of the big secret. Right. No, the, the I mean the vegetables are the magic on the plate that makes the the plate building method work. So eat more veggies, find ways to love them. Like I did mine in ranch and cheese sauce. So, and you do, you would develop a love for vegetables. And now, you know, if I ever go to a restaurant and I ask for extra veggies and they still like bring out my pizza with extra veggies and it's like three extra, you know, mushrooms. I'm like, no, like Lots of that's the thing, Kiki. Restaurants do not understand the principles of calorie density. And that's why I have such a hard time traveling when I'm a speaker on a cruise or a, you know, a spa. I mean, you can get a lot of food on a cruise, but it's not low calorie dense without oil. And I try to teach them, but they're just, you know, they don't understand that if you're not eating oils or a lot of nuts and seeds and avocado, your food is so low in calories. You have to be given bigger portions. I know. I know. I'm like, no, I need more rice. I know. That, you know, it's funny. I have, there's this spa of which I'll rename, remain nameless because it's not in existence anymore, but I used to be a speaker there once a month. And so when they gave you rice, they gave you a half a cup. And in order to get more, I, you actually had to get a note from the nurse to get served more rice. Oh, no. I mean, you know, I, I get the little bags from Trader Joe's organic and they're two cups and I'll eat the whole thing and maybe even more, but yeah. half a cup of rice that's not, that's nothing. No, that's how I felt when I went to France and I sat down and they brought me out like, like a half a cup of risotto and like a tiny piece of chicken. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> is this my appetizer? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Tiny yeah. portions. People think, oh, it's so ladylike. I think having a good appetite and being healthy is more ladylike. Yeah. Um, oh, here, this, you might know this, because, well, I mean, I might know half of it because I'm postmenopausal and, but you're, I think, hypothyroid, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe you were, and I am that as well. Would you have any advice for those of us who are postmenopausal and hypothyroid? It seems a lot harder to lose weight than when I was younger. So, well, having had hypothyroid, I didn't have any trouble losing weight because the principles still apply. The people that I have helped and work with and troubleshot with that are in your position. Same thing. As long as they're consistent, like really consistent with the nuts and bolts of the principles, you really, you can make great, great strides with the principles of calorie density and walking, get out there and walk, you know, enjoy it. Don't stress about it too much. It'll, it'll, it'll happen. It always, it always works. 
Yeah. And I, I, that's probably why it took me 27 months because I was hypothyroided, but you know, it, I wasn't really in a hurry. I had been obese for 52 years. What's another, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's not yeah, like, you feel, that's how I felt too. I was like, well, I've got nothing but time. So people just like want to be thin tomorrow. It doesn't actually right. work that right. way. And that's, that's the thing. As long as you're committed to the process and, you know, doing it as consistently as you can, it's just a matter of time. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I might've read this, but if not, I'll say it again, just in case uh, Georgiana just bought the book today. It'll be there tomorrow. Thanks for doing that guys. Click, click the link and get it today. Esther says, Kiki, when you go off plan, do you stay plant-based? Yes. Yep. I definitely stay plant-based. Yeah. I haven't had uh, knowingly any animal products in since I switched five and a half years ago. Nice. Yeah. Knowingly, but sometimes restaurants do things like put chicken broth in the broth or, you know, right. That, you know, that it's uh, so yeah. funny. There's this restaurant that's very, it's, you know, it's very good. They have a lot of vegan and even oil-free foods in LA. It's called Hugo's. And there were four of us and we made a big point to say we're vegan. And so we ordered, you know, the macaroni and cheese and like, we're eating it. And like the waitress comes back. I go, Oh my God, I can't believe this is vegan. And she goes, it's not. And I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, I, and I'm allergic to dairy. And I, you know, a few minutes later, I'm like just puking my guts out. But, but anyway, yeah. that's like the advantage of going to a vegan restaurant. At least that's not a mistake they're going to make, you know? Yeah. I, I, that's how I learned that gluten-free bread, most gluten-free bread has egg whites in it, you know, and for somebody who hasn't had eggs in their system for years, I got a sandwich and they told me it was vegan and nope, that bread, I got sick immediately. My stomach hurt so bad. And when they checked it, it had egg whites and I was like, <laughs> yep. And Crystal's uh, answering to Carmen Sita that she had a baby too, and she's breastfeeding. So she definitely can eat this way. Sandy says her book was delivered today. Roller Girl says slow and steady win the race. Sandy loves the cheese sauce. And oh, I don't, I don't know if we, if we, here's a question. It's any advice for someone wanting to start a website for plant-based eating? How do you start a website? I think you get a webmaster. <laughs> yeah, I've... I mean, we had to, we had to find just like a, a web builder designer and they, I mean, we didn't do any of that. So yeah, we just had to find somebody to design a website for us. Absolutely. In case somebody tuned in late, maybe show us again, the, the, the delicious recipe. I think it's on page 120 of your book, the cheesy broccoli rice. Casserole. Yeah. And so it's super easy. It's super easy. You just mix your rice and your broccoli and your cheese sauce, and you can eat it hot just like that. Or the way my husband and kids love it, and I love it this way too, is I get fancy and I put it in a casserole dish and I top it with some breadcrumbs. These are just oil-free, gluten-free ones that I get at the grocery store. Pop that in the oven and it gets all crispy and delicious. It's really good. So this is their dinner tonight. Mm, yum. And your cheese sauce is basically potato-based. Yep. It's potato based. It's got carrots and then garlic powder and onion powder. Cause I'm too lazy to chop fresh garlic and onions. I agree. I'm, I'm lazy. The older I get the lazy and I don't even know if it's lazy. It's just that we have other things to yeah. do. Yeah. It's efficient. I used to call it, I used to say I was a lazy cook, but then I decided, yeah, I'm an, I'm an efficient cook. Right. You know, you were born in Yucatan. What kind of, did, did they eat a starch based diet there? Yeah. So they rely on, on corn and beans. That's the staple diet. And actually, so on the Island where I have a bunch of family, I had a great aunt that lived to be like 102, didn't need glasses, didn't have diabetes, nothing. And she didn't eat meat. Like every, she'd have some fish once in a while, but she would tell me how, when she was a kid, they didn't eat meat. You know, and if they ate seafood, it was a little tiny portion once a week, like on Sundays after church or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, beans and corn, but like, like most countries now, I mean, they've been so Westernized that they've got so much junk food and so much oil that it's just, it's sad to see what it's done to the health of the people there for sure. Aren't there other starches there that maybe like, uh, it, it, like, have you ever eaten things like plantains or yucca or taro? 
Yeah, they've got, they eat a lot of plantain, um, a lot of, uh, what's it in English? It's just like a punk, uh, pumpkin, but it kind of looks like a zucchini, lots of different squashes in soups there as well. Um, they eat cactus, which actually, I don't know that that's, I don't think that's a starch. Yeah, like no pollen. Yeah, cactus, I think is a, is a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's delicious. You know, it's funny. Did you, were you a vegetable eater before learning about the principles of calorie density or did you just learn to love them when you see what they did for you? I would say that I still tended to be more of a vegetable eater, but nowhere near on the level that I am today. So I definitely learned to love vegetables even more. What I, what I really learned to love was salads. I did not love salads. Never did, unless it had like bacon, cheese, and ranch on it, which defeats the purpose of a salad. So I really have learned to really enjoy fresh greens and, and vegetables and salads for sure. Yeah. I, it's almost like you, I think you kind of almost learned to crave them because is, I had a oh, weird... Yeah. I had a really weird day yesterday. I couldn't get my email and I freaked out because I get over 200 a day. And if I miss one day, boy, the next day, and it just was really stressful. And because <laughs> of that, you know, I had to be on the phone with Apple and Google and all this stuff. So I, I was eating things that, you know, that I could just eat with my hand, like, mm-hmm. like potatoes and sweet potatoes. And the funny thing is I had my improvisational comedy class last night. I got home 10 o'clock and I had had no vegetables mm-hmm. and I literally cooked up some greens. It's like, I felt like I couldn't even get through the day without eating some vegetables. And I don't no. want to eat before bed, but it was like, this is ridiculous. I'm just craving vegetables, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like I love the smell of onions in a pan that, oh my gosh, I will eat spoonfuls of onions out of the pan. Yeah. This is the the other thing, even people that, that people, the oil is just, I mean, Mm -hmm. that is just such a secret right there, but yet so many people in the vegan world feel like you can't make delicious recipes without oil. Well, you can, there's, I think 125 or more in this book, none Mm -hmm. of them have oil and they're all low in fat. But I I think when people learn that it just, it's like really uh, can help them. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's amazing because th- that's how I thought when I first switched this way of eating, I thought, well, how the heck am I going to do this? And it was a learning process. But yeah, once you realize you never needed it in the first place, you don't, you don't miss it. Yeah, I agree. Let's see. Oh, here's a question. Um, did, Su- did Kiki suffer from food addiction? And if so, what foods were the most addictive for her? And how do you now stay away from them? So I don't know that I would consider myself like a true food addict, but for sure a foodie and a food enthusiast. And I think, you know, our brains are just wired to search out for those really calorically dense palatable foods, which is why it's so dangerous or so impossible to lose weight in the current environment with all the foods that are out there. Um, so I think when I listened to Dr. Doug Lyle's, um, Ted talk, on the pleasure trap, which I recommend everybody listen to that. And I, I learned that, oh, me like wanting to shovel chips into my face isn't (laughs) because something's wrong with me. It's because that's the way my brain is wired. Like that really relieved, you know, the anxiety I had that like, I had an issue, you know? And so that alone freed up a lot of space and energy to then realize, okay, so, well, the solution to that is, is to not put those foods in my environment. And so I don't allow those foods in my house because if there is a bag of vegan chips, my brain is wired to want them and not to not be able to stop. Like who can have like free chips? So <laughs> that's how I deal with that is I just keep a clean environment as he refers to it. So I really recommend everybody check out Dr. Doug Lyle's talk. Absolutely. But people say, but my kids don't like healthy food or I have to eat, buy this crappy food for my husband. Yeah, that's, well, thank you know how I feel about that. I just leave it out of my house. My kids have no option. So, but you would see, you're like, I love that. That's what I've always admired about you that you just, (laughs) but so many parents just, they cave to their kids crave. Yeah. And I think it's hard. I think parents, you know, 
get focused on the emotional roller coaster that the kids are going through because it is emotional for the kids. It was emotional for my kids when I took away their familiar foods and the things that they wanted. But I had to teach them that I was in charge of their health and I'm responsible for giving them the best start in life. So I'm sorry, but, and they, they skipped some meals. Like they really, they boycotted me, you know, there was mutiny on the shit. So, but I just let them go hungry. There was a couple nights where my mom was like, they're not going to eat. I'm like, they'll be hungry tomorrow. My mom's like, you're right. And they sure were. And we got through it. So, but now your kids like the food, right? They love the food. And my daughter is kind of funny because she really loves eating more raw, which cracks me up. So, but yeah, they, they love eating this way. That's great. How old are they now? My son is soon to be 16, Whoa. which is, yeah, he's tall and driving and that's crazy. And my daughter's 10. Wow. And I know. the thing is, is guys, look, you can have onion rings. onion rings. You can have what looks like a lot to me, like snicker bars right here. Yeah. So there, there's no deprivation here. There's just healthy food that, and oh, again, you have a lot of ice cream recipes. Do you have the Ninja Creamy? I don't. I just use. You my should have that. I mean, because I think all your recipes. Well, what's nice about it is, 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 is you can respin it. it. It's scoopable because I see. I noticed you had a lot of ice cream recipes in there. So what is it called? The Ninja Creamy. It's it's um. It makes scoopable ice cream. So it, it's different really? than a Vitamix. Yeah, it's really. I think you'd really like it. I need to talk to you more often because I learn a lot every time. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You can have a monthly slot because it's come come July. We're <laughs> we we started something this year. We're 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 28 people have a monthly slot. We're going to rotate some of them out. That's in amazing. July. Yeah, it's fun. Thank you. So somebody had mentioned. Uh, Kim says I printed out the first version you, of your book from your ebook, and your new book comes out today. I followed you for a long time, and I really appreciate your content. Nacho is adorable. Nacho meaning her <laughs> dog, not her nachos. Although. They're yeah. <laughs> That's a cute name. So Aisha says, I've been trying to eat more raw and one cooked meal for dinner, but I'm concerned with getting enough calories. Any advice? Well, I mean, if you see your weight dropping faster than you're okay with, then you can just eat more raw, raw calorie dense foods like dates um, and other dried fruits. You add those in, that'll slow your weight loss down for sure. Yeah. I, I wish like, I had that problem though. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I find I, I don't eat a lot of dried fruit a lot of times just because I have TMJ and it's it's a little kind of hard mm-hmm. to chew. But I find like for me, I can eat those things and it doesn't affect my weight. But the minute I put in a little bit of tahini. Oh, man, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. With, I love tahini. Yeah, it's just uh, something about that that creaminess. So Clara says she loves your dress. Where did you get it from? And she ordered the book today from Amazon. She can't wait. She loves you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, From Express. They always have really cute feminine floral items. So, Well, you're, you're a girly girl. I think a little bit more. I am. (laughs) Well, people are saying a monthly slot with Kiki would be amazing. Or some people take uh, quarterly slots like Dr. Joel Furman. They can't come come on four times a year. How do you deal with TMJ while trying to eat veggies? So what I do personally, Farah, is I go for acupuncture. I find that's the only thing that's helped me so far. I, 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 they, they gave me a thing at night that does help. But um, what I do is I tend to eat more of the steam than the salad. Or when I do the salad, I chop it fine. So yeah, it's 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 tough, but it's getting a lot better. I, I, have you ever done acupuncture? It's so helpful for so many yeah, It's very cool. It's like they, they, very fine needles. And yeah, I, I, it's very relaxing. You just kind of zone out afterwards. I, I love it. I love it. Let's see if there's any more questions. Oh, uh, Lauren says she got her book today. Thank you. And in a few weeks, her and her husband are going to Hawaii, particularly the island of Wahoo. I never heard of that. Any advice? So I guess advice for traveling. Yeah. So I love Oahu. So if you are on, depending on where you are, uh, we always go to the North shore and stay there. And there's tons of markets around that area. And so 
first thing I do is hit a, a Walmart or a grocery store and I get up my, I get my staples, like my potatoes, rice, beans. And I pretty much stick to like burrito bowls and like spaghetti. Cause it's the thing that everybody likes in my house all the time. They're easy to put together. So I'll get those staples. And in my experience, the produce is really expensive in the grocery stores in Oahu. So I just saved our produce shopping for the markets. And so I just loaded up on tons of fresh fruits and vegetables there. And they have a lot of fun, like little plant-based shops everywhere that you can get a wrap, you can get a salad. I got lots of wraps and salads. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yum. I want to go to Oahu. I, I didn't. I didn't know that was one of the islands. I thought it was uh, Oahu. Oh, Oahu or Oahu? Because they spelled it W H W A H O O. Oh, I don't know. I thought they meant Oahu. Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe because maybe there's a Oahu island. Wahoo! <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Clemson, are you living back in Colorado, Kiki? I know you moved to Florida for a period. Yes, I am living back in Colorado. We moved back in October, and we are very happy in our little cabin up in the mountains. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, what it, Andy asks, what is your favorite part about being plant-based? Um, that I can eat so much food <laughs> and feel full and not be afraid of gaining weight. <laughs> that's my favorite part. I, I, you know, I, two peas in a pod. I agree. <laughs> and Barbara's suggesting you can make uh, hummus without tahini. It's still good. Use mm -hmm. a little more aquafaba. And there, somebody's asking both of us what we use for skincare. We both have great skin. It's because we eat vegetables. Yeah. But so, um, I, okay. It's kind of bougie, but I'm addicted to it. And it's by Isun, I-S-U-N. And I am obsessed with their facial oil and their facial serum. I, I cannot get enough of it and it's expensive. It's like the serum I think is 118 and the oils like 109, but I am telling you my skin soaks that up and yeah, I get asked about my skin all the time and I swear by that stuff. Oh, I'll have to check it out. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. You will not be disappointed. Wow. Oh, and, well, it's to, and if any questions are too personal, you don't have to answer, but she's asking, do you homeschool your children? Yeah. So I, I get this question a lot and, um, I must give off that vibe, but no, I don't homeschool. They, we take them down to the mountain schools and they get socialized there. My son has expressed interest, however, in possibly homeschooling, um, because he wants to start a business and he wants to be able to get his schooling done. And I'm like, eh, I don't know, you know, so we'll see, but no, I don't, I don't homeschool. I think if I had to do it over again, I would for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, but how do you meet and meet? I mean, I guess if you're homeschooling other parents are homeschooling and then they, they meet and things like that, you know, I don't know because we live so remotely that, I, I go back and forth though, because sometimes I'm like, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice to homeschool because we travel so much and dealing with the, the school schedules, the pain, but otherwise my kids don't get socialized out here. School is their only socialization and like ski team in the winter. So you have to keep them in activities, but otherwise, yeah, I don't know how people do it out here at least. There's a question from. Yeah, they're Isun, I-S-U-N is the brand. And I think yeah. the one you like, is it called the uh, the Sapphire Facial Oil? Is that the one? Ooh. They have a few different ones, so. They have, it's the it's the more expensive one. Because it's really. It's $52. They also have a Sunstone, Sunstone Facial Oil, which is. No, I think, it's, I think it's the Sapphire Oil. And it's kind of like, it's like orangey colored and thick and it is amazing. The other thing I'm addicted to, so I will do, I put on the serum first and that one's the really expensive one. And then the, the oil, and then they've got, it's a mask or maybe it's a body butter. No, I think it's a mask in the mask section and it's coconut oil based, but it smells like cucumber. 
And so then I put that on before I go to bed and it is, I I don't, it's amazing. Nice. They also have a Ruby facial oil. So that's great. Oh, no, 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 no. I have the Ruby. The Ruby. Yeah. And do you have any other beauty products to recommend? Because you are stunning. You have a lot of hands there. Yep. My people. (laughs) So any other beauty products? I mean, that's all I do. Like I, I wash my face with a, a cream cleanser. And I don't buy that from iSun because I'm too cheap. It's just too expensive to be washing my face with. So I get one at, it's called Mad Hippie. And so that doesn't strip the oils off of your face. So I think that that's really important. But otherwise, like that iSun for skincare is amazing. And I know I need I, I need to do a makeup video and show everybody my makeup. because, But the brand is crunchy of makeup that I'm liking right now. And they're... Uh- clean and, and vegan. So, but I'll do a video because I need to get nice. that. <laughs> okay. Here's a question from Plan. What vitamins do you take? Yeah. So I take the, the compliment ones and I have a blog on my um, website where I talk about it and why I take it. It's a very minimal vegan supplement because I didn't want to take one with all of the filler and the mega doses. So it's minimal. It just helps me because I was having trouble with deficiencies. So I take the complement multi is what I take. Great. Thanks. And will you be growing a veggie garden? Asks Apple. Yes, we are currently working on that. I just sowed my spring cover crop in there. So we in, in the mountains here, we can't plant in it till end of May. So, but yeah, I'll have a veggie garden and I'll be showing you guys all of that. Perfect. And Bernadette says, how do you all deal with emotional eating? I can do so good for so long and then I self-sabotage. Yeah, so I think just building new habits around what's gonna make you feel comforted and uplifted. I used to be an emotional eater. That's how I grew up. You know, anytime somebody had a rough day or my mom had a rough day or we all had a rough day, mom was like, well, let's go get French fries. So we'd go get French fries or or whatever. And so I had to I had to deal with that because if I was gonna change my eating habits, I needed to change my emotional eating habits. And so what I started doing was finding other ways to make myself feel better (laughs) if I was going through stressful times. And so instead of, and to this day, like if um, I'm stressed or upset or something's not going well, uh, my daughter and I will sit and, and color in a coloring book and, or we'll sit and knit. Like I love knitting. (laughs) It's such an old lady thing, but I love to knit or we'll watch a show together. And I just found other ways to self-soothe basically, you know, you're just, you're just finding new ways to self-soothe. Right. And that's why a clean environment can be so important because yes. when urge to eat emotionally strikes, if all you have is healthy, delicious food in the house, that's what you're going to have to eat. And speaking of healthy, delicious food, over 125 <laughs> plant-based, low-fat, calorie dilute recipes, everything the family will love, beautiful photographs. It's number one. Let's keep it number one on Amazon by clicking that link. And there is a question from Krista, down 20 pounds since following you, Kiki, but still have about 15 pounds to go. Any advice for hitting a plateau? I know. Yes. So I would say if you are already being really consistent about the 50, 50 plate and you don't have, you know, oils and nut butters in your diet and you're just using like your cheese sauces and, and stuff. So let's say all that's really cleaned up, then look at, is there what does your snacking look like? Make sure your snacking is really fresh fruits and vegetables, maybe some hummus. If all of that looks really tight and you're truly, truly being consistent and you still find yourself in a plateau, I would encourage you to let the plateau hang out for a month because sometimes when you're at that last bit, you're only losing half a pound a week and that doesn't show up on the scale all the time, you know, and what, if you, let's say you lost a half a pound, but you're retaining water because you're near your cycle and you're 
you're carrying half a pound of water, you're not going to see that loss. And so I don't, I think the scale is a useful tool, but it's not like the end all. So I would take your measurements and continue to eat well and do what you're doing and be consistent because a lot of times it can seem like you're not making progress, but you actually are. Now, with that said, what you can also do is add in a soup. So like if you have my book, add in the Hungarian mushroom soup, that is an incredibly low calorie soup that you can have before you have your 50-50 plate. And what you're doing is you're just stacking the lower calorie dense foods even more. And soup has been scientifically shown to like stay in your stomach longer, keep you fuller longer, and you're going to eat less calories that way as well. So start with a soup, then have your 50, 50 plate and be consistent about that and see how far that gets you. Absolutely. And then, uh, oh, somebody says there's 137 Hawaiian islands. Wow. Only heard of five of them. Colleen says, are all the recipes different in this new book? Um, so I, I'm assuming they're asking from the second edition. So this is kind of the confusing part of the book. So this is actually the third revision of this book. So if you have the very first revision, which is of me in like hot pink leggings, then this is almost a completely different set of recipes. And you definitely want to get this book. Now, from the second revision, <laughs> Um, it's the same recipes. People were really worried that I took out recipes and I didn't take out any recipes. Like all your favorite recipes are still in there. I did not add new ones. What I did is I expanded the guide portion of the book and really talked more about protein, carbs, fat. What is the deal? What, how much do you really need? You know, do carbs really cause um, insulin resistance and all of that good stuff? That way this book could really be user-friendly, especially to somebody who doesn't know anything about plant-based diets. I also took the meal plan from a one-week meal plan to a 28-day meal plan, and we added uh, head notes for every single recipe. Nice. So that's perfect. Perfect. Another uh, question on... Uh, plateaus from Lei or Lee. Hi Kiki, I've been following this way of eating for four months and have seen amazing benefits and changes, but the weight loss has been super slow, about a pound a month. Any tips for stubborn weight loss? If you guys could watch Dr. Doug Lyle's The Slow Fast Way, that would help. But Oh, ooh, I need to see that. I don't think a, I've watched that. That's a the really good one. About, he talks about, you know, basically slow and steady because the fact that she's losing a pound a month means she's losing. Right. Yeah. You're, you're losing, you're creating a calorie deficit. The only thing that I would say is that you could add soup to the front of your meal, um, or just add more veggies at mealtime before you eat your starchy side. And that'll help it go a little bit faster, but otherwise like that's, I know it's slow and it can be frustrating, but that's a major win. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, progress is progress. <laughs> I just say more veggies, more veggies, more veggies. And yeah. one of the viewers is saying, what is your favorite snack if you get hungry between meals? So I chronically snack on fruit. I always have because it's, I don't have to prepare anything or have anything prepared. So I love any fresh fruit. Like right now I'm obsessed with the muscat grapes that are in season and they're really expensive, like stupid expensive, <laughs> but I splurge on them. So yeah, I just snack on fruit. Nice. Do you have a favorite fruit in general? Peaches in peach season. Oh, I like white ones. Do you like the white ones? I love I, anything, any peach, any Colorado peach in oh. peach season. Nice. My favorite. Uh, Brittany says, I pre-ordered your book on Amazon and heard you say something about free spring recipes. If you pre-order, where would we find that information? Yeah. So that is going to be, I think my publisher already took that down, but if you email my website, our customer service might be able to help you with that. So just go to the website and email through there and see if they can answer any questions with that. But I think the publisher already took that down because pre-orders over. So thanks. And Linda says, is your makeup waterproof? I'm having a hard time finding waterproof vegan makeup and I need some for my upcoming son's wedding. I'm guessing she's going to be crying a lot. Be crying. No, it's not. It's not waterproof. Oh. Okay. 
And Colleen says, when you lost weight, did you do potatoes and veggies or did you incorporate other starches? I was eating all sorts of stuff. I was eating um, pasta. I was eating rice, tons of beans, corn, and potatoes. I just, I don't know why I'm obsessed with potatoes. I just, they're so filling and so satisfying. And they're the lower in calories per pound than all the other starches. So yeah, I find them, I find them the most satiating. Oh yeah. And I think there's been like research done on that and it's like, it's a thing. They're the most satiating starch out there and for less calories. Yep. On the satiety index, Dr. Susanna Holt, number one. So Mindy says, do you have an online support or accountability group? I appreciate how genuine and transparent you are. Thank you. You're very sweet. I do not. I, you know, there's so much. (laughs) So I don't, I, um, what is the, the well, your world, well, your world, he has an enormous group that I think does really well. Right. Yeah, he has, well, he has a paid membership, but also a free one, a really large following on Facebook and they support each other. So you can check that out. Yeah, I would check that out. Barbara says she was doing voice to text and she meant Oahu. That's why I, that's why I read Wahoo. No, I mean, Lauren said that, excuse me, but that that's funny. I know a lot of mistakes happen with voice to text. Barbara's the one that said the slower and steadier you lose it, the less likely you will to ever gain it back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, Oh, uh, so Leanne says, is this book different than books you've had in the bundle? I don't know because we've had different books. Yeah, there's all sorts of bundles out there. This this particular book is only released by Simon & Schuster, my publisher. Again, it is an expanded edition on um, the second edition, which I think the last bundle that was in was your bundle a year ago. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. And- but it is different from like Plantiful Kids and Plantifully Wholesome. It's a completely different book. Yeah, and it's also it's also you know it's uh, anything in a bundle would be would be virtual content. This is a real book with beautiful pictures. Yeah. You can hold it in your hand, posting the link. Um, mm-hmm. Kim says, "I'm an avid knitter and love to send you something. Do you have a publicity address? Uh, you can you can email. I don't. I think we have a business p. These are these are questions for my husband but if you email um the website then customer service will get back to you thank you so i'll give you my po box if you want to send me something there you go. <laughs> i'm just kidding but make it soft and make it purple okay uh i saw something here oh victoria says how did you get your whole family on board with plant-based my husband and son refused to try anything yeah, so I I was really fortunate in that arena because um, my husband had just seen how much I struggled over the years, just trying everything to get my health in order. And while he wasn't excited about the idea of not eating bacon and sausage and all of those things, he didn't. He wanted to support me, so he said he would give me four months. Um, to be in it, to win it with me. But that after that, he was probably going to go back to wanting, you know, his food. Um, So I said, okay, well, I want the kids to do this too. He said, okay, let's do it. And so, yeah, at the end of those four months, he had lost so much weight and the aches and pains had left his body that he never was interested in going back. So you're, you know, it's tough when, you have others in your home that won't eat that way. And the, the only thing I can tell you is to support yourself, um, you know, get into these other Facebook groups, get, you know, into the comments and ask questions because people like to answer each other, get on newsletters and, you know, get the books and the audio and the listen to the podcast and keep the information in front of you and surrounding you so you can support yourself on your journey. And then hopefully, you know, I've heard so many people from so many people that have done this for themselves. And then their husbands have been like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to give it a go. So hang in there. Yep. It's so much easier when the family's on. It is. Yep. Oh, somebody's asking what toothpaste you use. Oh, it's called hello. I believe 
It's called Hello. It's a fluoride free, all natural one. Yeah. That well, I find at the market. I forgot to mention to the viewer that said about being hypothyroid. I had Dr. Anshal Gupta, and he is a plant based uh, endocrinologist on like within a week or so. And he did a nice talk on this channel about how to help your uh, optimize, you know, weight loss when you have thyroid problems. Mm -hmm. Well, this is great. Any other books or projects in the work? But guys, buy this one now. It's number one. Let's keep it there for a while so that uh, she can, I don't know, maybe get on the New York Times bestseller list. Wouldn't that be awesome? I would love yeah, that. Amazing. Uh, Colleen also uses Hello Toothpaste. Never heard of it. I'll have to check. I'm learning so many new things. Um, what, what's next for you, Kiki? Well, so I am currently working on the second book with my publishers. So I have a really amazing editor. I feel really fortunate because she's a lovely person. So, um, we are working on that and that's set to be, uh, released in the late fall. Another book this year. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> wow. Well then get on my schedule now because I'm booking. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, Ross Chef Yin, who's been on the show many times says she has a couple of your books. Which that's very nice, especially because oh, you're raw. And let's see, I think I think she said she had two of your books. So thank you, Yin. Yeah. Thank and thank you for coming on. I know it's very early in Malaysia. She says the photos of your recipes are gorgeous. Oh, thank you. Um, so Sharon says, it, it, is it okay to delete the garlic and onion? I'm following the Korean temple diet. Yeah. Yeah. What about hing? Hing is supposed to taste like garlic and onion. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I've, I've never had it or asafoetida. Just I've, I've heard people talk about it, you know? And Susan. I use a little asafoetida yeah. in my cooking, but no. Cool. Uh, Susanna says, yay, another book from Kiki. Well, Kiki, congratulations on being in three top spots right now. And this is just the first day it's out. So uh, I'm very happy to for your success and thank you come back anytime. Yes. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure as always. You're so welcome. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back at 9 a.m. tomorrow when we're going to talk about how to kiss stress goodbye with Janie Goddard and Dr. Frank Sabatino. Buy the book. Take care. Bye-bye.